0: Party to you. Dance tonight. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. What's up, heroes, and welcome to the Stephen Corson Show where we discuss financial strategies, habits, and mindset to get you to your first 100K and then get you to your first million, all in the pursuit of true wealth and modern freedom. So there's something that just about everybody loves and that is a treasure hunt. Now with treasure hunts, a lot of times we think of like those old pirate movies and X marks the spots on a map and maybe they don't even have the whole map. They have to find the rest of it. And then normally there's this long journey that's involved to where there's research and they have to find things and maybe they run into the Spanish Armada who's trying to blow up their ship or the crew is going to mutiny because it's taking too long. Just, you know, lots of drama along the journey that makes treasure hunts so much more than just about finding the big chest of silver and gold at the very end. So that's something that we're not doing a lot of in the modern day. We're not going out and getting on pirate ships and just robbing people anymore. But treasure hunts are still very much alive and they're happening all the time. The difference is nowadays we have them in the form of garage sales or we have them in the form of eBay or consignment shops or whatever the case may be. There's a lot of people who still really believe in collectibles to the point that it is a multi-billion dollar industry every single year. And the great thing about all of this is the fact that it's a ton of fun. The majority of people who are going after collectibles are people who are passionate about that. So I want to talk a little bit about investing in collectibles. And one of the things that really got me to do this, I talk about this in my course and uh, I call this alternative investments. Uh, and these are some of these alternative investments. But the, the thing that really, you know, kind of prompted me to do this day was they just released a Netflix series called The King of Collectibles. And it's this guy named Golden, uh, G O L D I N and I know a great name if you're going to be going into something like collectibles, but he's one of the biggest collectors out there. He buys and sells them, acts as a third-party auctioneer. And I was watching the show on Netflix, and it was fascinating some of the things that he was finding that people were getting into. And you know, I wanted to talk about some of those today. Uh, If you want to check it out, like I said, it's on Netflix, The King of Collectibles, really interesting uh, TV series. And during this, he's going through different things. And it's um, all the stuff from Gucci bags and purses, all the way down to um, Hess trucks. They they go to this guy, and you know he's got this collection that's maybe worth you know ten to twenty thousand dollars. And they're these Hess trucks, they you know semis and the little helicopters and all that. Been collecting them because he was a kid since he, his dad. Apparently, a lot of other people do. They put it out around Christmas every single year. It's just crazy to think these plastic trucks that sell for like five bucks you know the entire collection dating back to however far it is it's worth like 10 to 20,000 now so then you know they have baseball cards they have pokemon cards um they have cars on there i mean there's so many things it's like as long as people are interested in it it can be a collectible. Hey heroes, hope you're enjoying the podcast and I appreciate everybody's reviews and support. I just wanted to give a quick reminder that there are exclusive YouTube videos on my channel and be sure to go to the website to get my weekly newsletter on building wealth and modern freedom. All the links are in the show notes if you want to check them out. And if you want to read some of my recent newsletters on how to reach your first 100k and then your first million, all the previous issues are on my website. Okay? Let's get back to the show. And the thing that has really made this fascinating over the years, um, sneakers. This is, Sneakers is a huge one. A lot of sneakerheads, guys and girls are all about the shoes. Uh, and if not sneakers, then high heels even. So a lot of times it's just getting really interesting to see how, you know, as pop culture becomes mainstream and we have more and more access to things all over the world, thanks to the Internet and different apps that are connecting all of us. That is bringing together people who maybe would have been without the internet, like in a smaller community. Like maybe you live in a small town and you're the only person collecting sneakers. Well, you know, you're going to have a hard time, you know, buying and selling them at that point. But now with the click of a button, you can be on the internet and buying from somebody in Portland where Nike's based who has, you know, access to some of the premier shoes that are being released. Well, it just has made the collectibles market skyrocket over the past 20 years. So and this isn't just all made up stuff. There are actual indexes that are paying attention to this. So just like we have stock markets um, you know, for com- publicly traded companies, a lot of these things have indexes as well to where you can price check things and you're not just wondering what the market value is. And before you go and you start going, well, what is the market value to some of this stuff? How, how do I know what something's really worth? It's as simple as this something is worth whatever somebody else is willing to pay for it. It's just that simple. You can have a piece of garbage in your trash can, but somebody could look at that and say, man, that piece of garbage is worth 10 bucks to me. And we know this is true. Why? Because, well, there are stores like Goodwill to where people will literally go and drop off the things that they were otherwise going to throw away, hence proving again that one man's trash is another man's treasure. And people are willing to pay for that stuff because it's valuable. Now that doesn't mean everything at Goodwill is a collectible necessarily, but it does mean that as long as somebody's willing to pay for it, it is worth something. So that being said, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about a couple of different indexes to give you a little bit of an idea of what I'm talking about. So these are some data points that I pulled up. So there's the main Moses all art index. And it has shown that ART has performed the S&P 500 many times over the past couple decades. And it's been really interesting to see that ART has appreciated at about a 5% clip uh, over the past 20 years. That's not a bad investment, especially when you consider the fact that you know, depending on where you are with recessions, uh, your stocks could have really have gone down. Another one, the rare coin values index. So this tracks the performance of 87 US coins that has an annual return of 10% since its inception in 1970. Now I know somebody that collects these coins. These can literally be pennies that were misprinted. And because they were misprinted, they're so rare and hard to find because normally they're discarded or, or, you know, thrown back into the mold um they become a collectible item. So it's like even something that's not good, it's actually defected <laughs> by by its nature can be worth money. Why? Just because it's rare. And in the collectibles market, rarity, scarcity, demand, these are all things that can drive the value up, so and then you have popularity as well. Uh, another one, this is an interesting one. Wine, my wife could really get into this one. the The LiveX Fine Wine 100 is an index that pr- that tracks the prices of the thousand most sought after wines in the world. It has shown a 10 percent return over the past decade. When you think about that, the when you are an average investor who's looking to put your money into the market and try to get something back, you're trying to get about a 7 to 8% return on average. That's really like considered good on a year-over-year basis. Well, now we're looking at these alternative investments that are increasing 10% over the past decade. And just like all fine wines that age with time, I guarantee you there's a bell curve there that once something probably gets to like 20, 30, 40 years, something like that, the value really starts to take off at that point for people who are wine enthusiasts. And when you think about it, it's like people have been drinking wine for thousands of years. I don't think that's something that's going to fall out of popularity anytime soon. So if you have some really rare wines and you hold on to them for a long time, there's a good chance you could turn around and flip that. So something really interesting. Now, another one that I know, and this one, you got to have some money <laughs> to really get into. You're not just going to limp into this particular hobby. That's classic cars. Buying antique cars, uh, buying cars that were famous on uh, movies. I know somebody who bought one. Um, it was a replica of a show um uh, way back in the day and uh the car was uh it would talk to you. Its name was Kit, and they bought a replica of this car and held on to it for two years and then flipped it for like a 30% return because it wasn't just the fact that the car was like good at performance or anything like that. It was an icon because of this TV show. So there's a lot of things that can play in that. The scarcity, the, the scarcity, the demand, you know, the rarity of the potential item, what the actual materials, what is it made of? But there's also something else that can really come into play with collectibles. And that is perfection, condition. That is something that's really important. So right here, when I was younger. I used to collect Pokemon cards and I collected them as soon as they came out and it will forever be the bane of my existence that I had some of the most popular Pokemon cards when they first came out and I did not keep them with me. My parents uh, gave them to somebody in the neighborhood and it was probably almost a million dollars worth of cards. Let's not talk about it too much. But the point is I'm having a good time kind of getting back to you know the nostalgia of it all. But then my son is also getting really into Pokemon cards and uh, the Pokemon show and all this other stuff. It's still around. It's one of the most popular brands in the world. Well, one of the things that is really interesting about this card, this is a Charmander. And it is, as you can see, in this plastic case. Now, this is something that uh, this is a company called PSA. There's other companies that do this as well. And what they do is they have a criteria on which they grade the perfection of a card on a scale of 1 to 10. So this card has some uh, two unique features to it that make it worth about $1,500 right now on the market. The first one, it's kind of hard to see, but it's this tiny little black stamp right there that says first edition. So that means this card was one of the first ones that was ever created. And ever since then, they've printed a lot more of the card, but they do not have that stamp. And that's what makes the difference You know, with making this so valuable. The next thing that makes this card incredibly value is that it is considered a PSA 10. So it has a perfect grade. It is considered in perfect condition. And as you can see, there's actually a barcode here that you can scan and look up on the official registry to make sure that this is legitimate. So not only is it a rare card but it is also in perfect condition and that has been verified it's also not a forgery which is you know a big part of that as well so that is something that has driven the value of the card up if this card just looks in great condition and it is not in this case it is not verified this card would probably go for about 50 dollars on the open market something like that maybe i could get a hundred but because it has been verified to be in perfect condition and I can look up and see how many have been graded by this company to tell me how many are in existence, there are maybe only like a thousand of this card that are out there that are in perfect condition. So. The, the scarcity of that is going to drive it along with the fact that it is in perfect condition, and that takes the value up, uh, or the value up almost fifteen hundred percent on the market because it goes from being a hundred dollar car to a fifteen hundred dollar car. I'm sorry, one hundred fifty percent. I don't know. I can't do math right now, but you get it. It It takes up the value a lot. This is what drives people in the collectibles market. It's not. Just the fact that these people are interested in getting something that is nostalgic. Maybe that is it. Maybe it's just something that's cool to them. It's the newest sneakers that are out, whatever it is. But it's there's when you really get into the collectibles world, it doesn't really matter what it is. People are trying to make money off this. They are trying to invest in an asset that is going to increase. That's what makes it the difference between investing and just being a hobby. Like if I just wanted to go and buy all these things just for fun, I didn't care about the value, then it's really just a hobby. But investing in collectibles are people who are buying and selling these things. Sometimes it's not immediate. Sometimes they're holding it for five to ten years, just like you would real estate or a house, you know, whatever the case may be. And you always take the risk that hey, it'll fall out of popularity, it won't be interesting uh, to people anymore. there won't be any demand for it. A great example of this is something that my parents did keep of mine, and that was beanie babies. And if you remember those are just these little bean bags of animals. I had a little tag and a you know poem on them. And people swore to me and my parents that, oh, if you collect these things, hold them for 10, 20 years, you will be able to pay off your kids' college and all this other stuff. <laughs> well, jokes on them, college was a lot more expensive than these things ever ended up being up worth. And I think I could probably turn around and sell them maybe for what I bought them for if I was lucky. Um, so that's the, the thing with collectibles. Just like companies, you know I can invest in a company in the stock market, there is no guarantee they won't be bankrupt in 10 years. So just like collectibles, there's no guarantee that anybody's going to want to buy Pokemon cards, no matter how rare or popular, in 10 to 20 years, people may be over it for some reason. So that's one of the things, just like anything in life, that makes investing in assets really interesting. Now, a lot of times, people will try to flip these assets. They will you know, make an investment in a collectible or maybe a collection. That's another thing that can make collectibles very popular. So in the video game for Pokemon for instance um you, in the the original one you are allowed to choose uh at the very beginning one of three Pokemon Bulbasaur Squirtle and um and Charmander so you have to choose at the very beginning and everybody you know who grew up with these games always talks about how is the biggest decision you had to ever make you know as a kid so there's a lot of fun a lot of nostalgia to it well if i get all three of those which i am working on collecting i have two of the three right now if I have a set of those, well if they're all worth let's call it $2000 a piece, you know, on average, if I have them all together, I can probably sell the set of all three in perfect condition first editions instead of selling it for $6000 individually, you know, 2000, 2000, 2000, I could sell them as a bundled package and I could probably get maybe 7000 for it. I've seen I've seen that go. You know, so there's something about having a complete set. So to speak, that will also increase the value dependent on, you know, if that's something that's relevant to whatever it is you're collecting. So that's all I wanted to talk about today. Like I said, you probably have something that you really love and enjoy. Um, you know, a lot of people in their 30s, they get busy with careers, they get busy with kids, all these other things, hobbies really kind of start to drop off some. Collectibles are a great way to kind of pick up on a hobby again and, you know, invest money in something that potentially could make you money or at the very least, you know, it could be something that's really fun for you to enjoy. So whatever it is that you love to do, whatever it is that you find a lot of enjoyment in, maybe check it out and, you know, look online, check out places like eBay. Um, you know, check if there are any indexes that are uh, actually tracking the value of these things football cards, baseball cards, you know, any type of you know card collectible. There's a lot of companies out there, uh, comic books, they're doing grading to check the condition. And that really impacts the market value of them. Um, you're going to continue to see more and more. I know NFTs had a moment and they're kind of down at the dump, but they will be a crucial part of the collectibles landscape as people look to forge things and you will be able to give digital tokens away that are tied to, you know, an actual physical piece of art or whatever it is as a source of verification. So hopefully this has piqued your interest. Maybe you've got something in your mind. Like I said, um, this is something that for me has just been a lot of fun. I plan on collecting these. I don't know. When I will sell them, there's a chance I may pass them on to my kids just because I know that they're really starting to get into it. Maybe I'll turn around and I'll sell it and I'll, you know, give them the money to help them start a business or something. I have no idea, but I'm having a lot of fun doing it. It's fun, you know, tracking everything and hopefully you can find something that you get a lot of pleasure out of too and go and find your treasure chest that can hopefully appreciate and value and make you some money while having a lot of fun.